0: You're listening to What's Hot on NCCU Audience. It is What's Hot with Shamai Cook. I am Shamai Cook, and I have a special, special guest with me today. He is the 12th Chancellor of North Carolina Central University. Is Dr. Johnson O. Thank you so much for coming on the show, uh, Chancellor. Welcome to What's Hot. Thank you Thank so much for coming on. Thank you for the opportunity to speak with you. Yeah, thank you. So, yeah. first of all, I want to um, commend you so much for you know doing doing so much for this institution. You know, um, you announced that you're retiring. Um, you know, after. So many years at this institution, but we're gonna get into get into that a little bit later in the, in the interview. Um, let's start off here. You know, you have a master's and a bachelor's from uh, Alabama A&M, mm-hmm. and you have a PhD from Howard University, the HU. They say that that's the real HU, allegedly. You know, people say Hampton is really the HU, allegedly, but that, that's it. <laughs> that's you know? the real HU. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, talk about your experience at those institutions, at those HBCUs.
1: Very good. Well, thank you so much, and. Uh, I'm really impressed with what you all are doing as a student. Thank you. Uh, and this is a very good uh, opportunity for you yeah. uh, to get uh, get hands on. Thank you. Um, Yeah, it's um, having graduated from two HBCUs, mm-hmm. I call myself a proud alum mm-hmm. of two great uh, yeah. HBCUs, mm-hmm. Alabama A&M and uh, Howard University. Um, as a student, um, I felt that Going to an HBCU prepares you for a world that, um, um, is, that you're not familiar with mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and for the world of work. It gives you all of the skills that you need, mm-hmm. not just the academic skill. Yeah. Uh, it is a place that nurtures, it is a place that molds, it's a place that shapes. Uh, All my experiences, both at A&M and uh, at Hawaii University, prepare me for what I am today. uh, In terms of my skills, in terms of my experience, in terms of who I am and knowing who you are. Uh, We used to say that, you know, going to an HBCU, you're not just a number. Mm -hmm. And that is very true. You have professors who take great interest in you. You have staff members who tend to nurture you very well and prepare you as a wholesome And well-rounded student uh, when you come out uh, with your degrees. So So, um, you appreciate that time. I really appreciate that. It HBCUs are are, are an affirming place for uh, African Americans. Uh, And as again, as I mentioned, not just preparing you academically, but preparing you mentally, emotionally, physically, and uh, and academically.
0: You you come out uh, a well-rounded individual. Absolutely. So you work, you, you've worked. you been in higher ed uh, for a very, very long time. You worked at uh, Bethune-Cookman, uh, Edward Waters, NC, um, UNC uh, Wilmington, and now... Bowie State. Yeah, State. State, and now NCCU. Was your goal always to be the chancellor of NCCU, you know, a chancellor of an uh, institution? Well, you know, I, I, my primary goal was to become an educator. Mm, okay.
1: You know, went to school, came out of a family where my father was a principal, uh, headmaster, Uh, grew up in a family where we, you know, my siblings are all well educated Mm -hmm. and uh, my primary goal was to become an educator to be able to touch and transform the lives of of students uh, to achieve uh, their dreams. So I started out at Boo State University uh, as an instructor, Mm -hmm. uh, a professor, assistant professor I uh, left Bowie State, went to Bethune uh, as a department chair of MASSCOM mm-hmm. and the director of the MASSCOM program. Yeah. Uh served as uh, a dean, served as associate provost, uh, associate vice chancellor for academic affairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, left there, had a brief uh, uh, tour at Waters College as the chief operating officer and as well as uh, vice president for academic affairs. From there, I uh, went on to uh, UNCW, where I was the Associate Vice Chancellor for Academic Programs. Mm-hmm. And from there, to NCCU as Provost, and ultimately as Chancellor. Now, the question that you ask, Was it always my dream to become a Chancellor? It's always my dream to serve in the uh, administration of higher education. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to move from the classroom to administration yeah. and to help to shape and uh, uh, the type of education, the type of services that we provide for our students and uh, and i've been very fortunate to be able to do that yeah right right
0: uh, you know Dr. James E. Shepherd, who founded NCCU um, his promise one of his promises was to uh, give a educate a quality education to all students to, uh, who came here. How do you feel you and your administ- administration fulfilled his promise today absolutely. Um, As you well know, uh, Dr. James Shepard
1: had a very, very uh, uh, noble uh, beginning Mm -hmm. uh, as a family system and as a businessman. He took upon himself to found a university to educate African-Americans to give them the opportunity that they didn't have at that time. Uh, As you well know at the time, uh, there were limited options uh, for African-Americans to pursue higher education So Dr. James Shepard founded this institution for that purpose, to educate and to transform so that African-Americans can go on into the world of work and and become a productive citizen. Now, with me, um, throughout my career, one of my major goals is to be able to uh, 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 touch the lives uh, of African-Americans, help them to transform uh, themselves into uh, uh, productive citizens. So when I came here, uh, my goal was to continue that and mm-hmm. to continue to uphold the vision yeah. uh, of Dr. James C. Shepard. Uh, as a result of that, uh, I uh, came up with the phrase the ego promise. Yeah. And the ego promise uh, is one that tells our students what is our promise to you? Mm. Our promise to you is to continue the vision of the founder. And it's to prepare you to give you quality education uh, so that you can become, you know, a productive citizen. Uh, and in doing so, we give you four uh, tenets to that uh, promise: One, that you will come over and graduate in four years. We try to prepare all of our students and uh, suggest to them that coming out in four years would help you to, to curtail the cost of education and to be able to get to the, to the, to the workforce much sooner. And two, to also be able to develop in yourself leadership skills that are needed uh, for you to be successful in the world of work. One of the uh, major soft skills that employers do ask for all the time is leadership skills. So through our co-curricular activities here, we try to emphasize to our our students that you need to engage in co-curricular activities, internships, such as what you're doing right now, and to prepare you to develop those leadership skills. And the other thing that we try to do to help to continue the vision of uh, Dr. Jim Shepard is to say that, look, we want you to be market-ready when you leave here. Uh, What does that mean? Uh, Being market-ready means that you have to do everything while you're here inside and outside of the classroom Mm. to prepare you to be able to secure that first employment, that first job uh, upon receiving your diploma. Mm -hmm. We don't want you to go back home. Yeah. Uh, and stay with your mom and dad again.
0: You want to go right to the workforce. Want
1: you to go right to, So we made a promise to you that if you do all of the things that we ask you to do, you prepare yourself, you do internship, you do, you you engage in co-curricular activities, and you will be able to secure uh, an employment the day before or right after you know uh, you receive your diploma. Mm-hmm. And if you're not going into the world, what, what the, the world of, of work, we want you to be ready to go straight into a graduate school or a professional school. Mm -hmm. That's what we meant by market ready. And of course, the last uh, uh, tenet in that promise is to say that we now live in a uh, global world. Mm -hmm. We want you to be able to um, uh, operate on an international scale to be a global citizen. And in doing so, we would expose you to a lot of uh, activities, engagements, cultural events, you know, that will prepare you to become a global citizen. Uh, many of our students, as you know, do come from rural areas. Yeah. You know. Many of them, the first time they come to a big city is when they come to a, a NCCU. And so preparing you to engage on an international stage, to travel, to see cultural places, parts and culture and music and all of that. We want to prepare you to become uh, a global citizen. So those are the four premises and, and that's how I um, uh, uh, continued mm-hmm. uh, to foster and to promote the vision that Dr. James C. Shepherd laid down when he founded the university.
0: You know HBCUs are getting a lot of attention from mainstream media. Uh what kind of impact does this attention affect HBCUs? How do you feel about that?
1: Well, you know, uh, it, it, and it's good that we are getting attention uh because HBCUs have been in the business of educating uh not just African Americans uh students from um you know, so, low socioeconomic uh uh, uh background uh you know students of color um, and so HBCU is always promoting diversity yeah. uh, and nowadays uh, most corporate uh, uh, organizations are looking for diversity in their workforce and therefore where would you go if you're trying to find uh, you know you'll come to most HBCUs and we can provide not just provide diversified workforce we also provide very quality uh, highly prepared
0: you know, individuals who happen to be you know, uh, 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 people of color. Yeah. Uh, you have led NCC, uh, NCCU to record numbers in, in enrollment, fundraising, and invested investing um, in uh, campus security. Uh, why were these initiatives so important to you uh, in your administration? It's a great question. Um, in 2017, when I became uh, the
1: chancellor, we laid out uh, a number of objectives that we believe are, are, are very, very germane to the success you know, of, of the institution, of our students. We made student success our number one priority. Uh, in order for us to be able to do that, we wanted to create a safe and secure uh, campus environment.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, at the time, um, we had uh, uh, some challenges with crime in Durham yeah. uh, that was sipping into the campus. And so we made a determination to invest heavily in campus security, safety and security. Mm-hmm. In fact, we spent roughly $3 million plus yes. on mm-hmm. that. And as you will know today now, uh, that our campus is one of the safest campuses uh, in North Carolina and in the nation generally. Yeah. Even though we, st- we are still an urban institution, mm-hmm. we live right at the heart yes. of Durham. And we've done things here on campus that, um, uh, you know, protect the safety of our students, uh, mm-hmm. you know, our dormitories, uh, card entry, we we have all card entry now, we have uh, uh, cameras all around the campus, more than than almost a thousand cameras everywhere on campus, Uh, we have uh, uh, strengthened uh, campus uh, uh, security, campus police, Uh, we have uh, partnership with the Durham uh, Police Department to have some jurisdiction uh, in the streets, the public streets that bother the border our, our, our university. So we did that because we wanted the students to be safe and we wanted to be able to tell the parents that their, their students will be safe gotcha. if they come to us. So that was number one. And we did that and I'm happy that uh, today as you walk around this campus our students are pretty safe. The second thing that we did is we also wanted to build a campus for the future. Yeah. Um, most of our buildings as you will find in many HBCUs are aging and they've been built uh, so many decades ago yeah. uh, and it's always a significant challenges with repair and renovations yeah. and so here at SCCU we wanted to have top notch facilities mm-hmm. for our students to live and to learn and therefore we decided that okay we need to build additional uh, residential halls mm-hmm. because most of the ones that we have were aging. Yeah. Uh, and um, at one point, we were putting students in hotels. And we, we realized that that was not going to be sustainable. And so we went ahead and uh, entered into a public private partnership. And I'm very happy to say that we were very successful with it. We built three additional ultra modern uh, 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 residential halls. I'm mm-hmm. sure you probably live in one of them. And in addition to that, we want to create a place for our students to be. To be able to engage with each other, and uh, we built a new student center, which yeah. is a state of the art. If you go there now, you see students engaging and spending time. Uh, we also are just finishing a new school of business, you know, which is state of the art. You know, um, we have all of the uh, new technologies there. You know, the uh, stock exchange, the Cybersecurity lab, innovation lab, venture lab. Uh, we did all of that because we wanted to be sure that. When our students come here, uh, they get the best hands-on experience both inside and outside of the classroom. And so, look around today. The other thing that we did was because we are a um, uh, living in a food desert. In other words, around the university, we didn't have a lot of retail services, and we wanted to make sure that our students stay on campus. And therefore, we brought in more than 10 uh, retail services on campus to support our students and and to provide for them. Uh, what you need without having to drive off the campus yeah. and you can walk around the campus now there is no national retail uh, that our students do not enjoy.
0: Uh, Fil A, Panda. And, uh,
1: and what does that do? It, it keeps the students on campus, yeah. you know, if they love where they, they live, if they're satisfied with where they are, they're going to learn and that's exactly what we're, what, what, what we're getting from our students now. So that was your objective? It was part of the objective that we, we you know, one create a safe and secure campus to build for the future and we've done that uh, as you see and three we also want to expand our academic offerings you know our academic portfolio in the last uh, five six years we've added more than perhaps ten new uh, degree programs both at the graduate and undergraduate level we also want to reach out we want to create access for students who do not have the opportunity to come to the campus uh non-traditional students, students between the age of 24 and up. And so we created the NCCU.edu online, which is very robust. And now uh, we have a lot of degree programs on, at the undergraduate level, any graduate level that are totally now, totally offered online. Uh, in fact, 40% of our graduate students are totally online now. And it makes it flexible for them, it makes it convenient for them to be able to work and to be able to earn uh, their graduate degrees. Uh, Same thing with undergraduates. I think we have more than 10 uh, bachelor's degrees now that are totally offered online. So those were parts of some of the objectives that we set out to achieve. And I'm
0: so glad to say that, you know, we've achieved all those objectives. Absolutely. You know, parking um, is a kind of a big issue, you know, on campus, Uh, not just at this institution, a lot of HBCUs. Uh, What have you done to find a solution um, you know, to make parking accessible and affordable right. for students and, you know, faculty here on, on, on Central's campus? That is a very good question.
1: Uh, as you know, parking is almost uh, a challenge everywhere, yeah.
0: not just at HBCUs,
1: even at uh, some PWIs, uh, because of limited space. Mm-hmm. Particularly here at NCCU, because we are so landlocked. I mean, you can walk around the campus, there are no vacant lots for us. Yeah. Uh, and even in building new facilities, we're having to purchase homes, you know, and to use those homes to build, you know, the facilities that we need. So as far as parking is concerned, we have limited parking right now. We have a parking deck, and we are in the process of trying to see how we can acquire more uh, buildings, because there are no vacant lots at all. And so in order for us to be able to do that, we have to buy more homes uh, to create not just a surface parking, uh, perhaps maybe another parking garage or parking deck. Uh, that's in the in the in the current master plan, uh, and that's probably going to be something that the next chancellor would have to focus on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and but yes, certainly it's a challenge. Um, most schools, as you well know, uh, sophomores and freshmen and sophomores are not allowed to drive on campus. Yeah, exactly. Because of limited uh, space, not just at an uh, HBCU. And if we have a um, one of the things that we did here a couple of years ago is I asked them to uh, readjust the cost of parking for our students, particularly in the parking deck, and I think they lowered the price uh, for them at that time. But still, it is still a challenge uh, because we have more uh, folks with cars yeah. than space. So my, my um, advice to students is, uh, look, in the first First year, second year, try not to bring a campus. Uh, try not to bring uh, uh, a car to a campus. I know you use the. Uh, it's
0: my scooter. because yeah.
1: I've seen you on it. Yeah. <laughs> bring a scooter, <laughs> bring a bike. Uh, it's a good form of exercise yeah. for you, uh, and it helps us to really uh, manage
0: the limited space
1: that we have for parking. You know. Absolutely.
0: You know, last semester, while well, the campus went under a cyber attack. Uh, which caused the campus to lose um, internet access. Right, right. What, uh, what part did you play in the process of getting the campus um, internet back to normal? You
1: know, I'm really very thankful for the dedicated staff, uh, our IT uh, staff who mm-hmm. are so dedicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cybersecurity security intrusion, uh, uh, we're not alone yeah. in that even bigger corporations have suffered uh, uh, intrusion from cyber attacks. So it was unfortunate that we were attacked, um, but due to dedicated staff, we were able to manage and to work through that um, uh, very quickly and very rapidly. Um, we did a number of things right away. We ch- shut down our entire system. We went dark so that we can contain. The the, the the attack so that it doesn't it doesn't paralyze us right away, and uh, we limited uh, access uh, to uh, the campus system by EUL and uh, all of our university Google applications. We had to reset all passwords, yeah. you know, um, for faculty and staff. Uh, we reimage all campus computers and laptops. We we'll completely wiped them off and and reimage them, and so that we can contain the spread you know, of, of the attack. And then we s- gradually, slowly uh, started restoring those services back. Our uh, application, our printing services, uh, Eagle Labs, Banner 9, and Canvas. Um, and our staff worked throughout the Christmas holiday. Yeah, I heard about that. We yeah. also were very fortunate to have the UNC system uh, that fully uh, assisted us. And plus the tax force that uh, came to campus. uh, I'm really very thankful for the uh, partnership that we had with uh, the uh, FBI, uh, the U.S. Secret Service and uh, knock alone Department of uh, Information Technology uh, and other partners across uh, the state that came here and pitched on our campus. To, to help us to uh, uh, recover, um, we didn't suffer as much uh, damage as uh, many other institutions would have been in um, attacked in the past, and so we're very thankful for that. But it's because of the, the dedicated staff that we have that went to um, our, our recovery mode uh, as soon as possible, and today I think we are, you know, almost 100 percent back into our normal service, and we've come out. Even more resilient now with our system, Uh, and uh, and now our faculty members, students—they all know to be very careful uh, as they navigate the the internet. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, last month you you announced—you know—in a statement to you know the public and to um, NCCU community uh, that you were are retiring after uh, over 30 years in um, yeah 37 years in higher education as the chancellor of North Carolina Central University. Why was it the time now to retire? Well, um, there is not
1: a, a what you might call the, the right time. Um, after having served, as you mentioned, 37 years in higher education and half of it in upper administration, uh, having done all of the things that we've discussed and contributions and uh, making strides and moving the university forward, uh, you get to a point where um, you feel that, you know, it's time to retire and do other things yeah. um, that you haven't had time to do uh, in the 37 years uh, that I've been here. So it's, I could have done it next year, year before. Uh, it's just not, I just felt that it is the right time because right now, the university is in good shape. Yeah. Um enrollment is good uh, for one reason. It's good um, academic programs expansion, infrastructure expansion. The university is in a great place uh, for handing over to a, a new person
0: to to move on. So uh, I think it's a it's a great time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, what are the top things that you mo- are most proud of um, during your time as chancellor here at NCCU?
1: A lot of things I'm, I'm I'm very proud of. We've talked about some of them, but the most important that I believe uh, uh, achievement uh, for me was really creating a safe and secure campus. It was the biggest challenge uh, when I came into uh, this job. I mean, it was so bad that uh, we were having bullets go into our dormitories. um, Roughing, uh, third floor, uh, Eagle Landing. I mean, it was so bad that I was concerned uh, for the safety of our students. Um, the students get across the street; they get robbed. Uh, people walk onto the campus, and you can't have a a a, a, a robust uh, and progressive campus if the students are not safe. Uh, it affects everything, and so the fact that we we went to work, we were determined that we want to make sure that the campus is safe. We invested in in, in, in technology, in staffing, and Engaging all partners, and we've made the campus very safe. Uh, That, to me, uh, is a great achievement. When people come around now, when parents bring their kids and their loved ones to the campus, I can say to them, your child is going to be safe on this campus, and that is the number one priority. If you are not safe, you can learn. Uh, So that's one of my biggest uh, achievements, that uh, uh, students feel safe. Uh, moving around now that doesn't mean that I mean we still live in a world that is dangerous. That's we true We still have to practice, you know <laughs> common sense, you know safety yeah, all yeah. the time uh, But we are at a point now that if somebody were to come on this campus and commit a crime They will be found immediately. They will be added because the campus is a such place now that uh, um, uh, That can occur. The other thing that I also am um, so proud of is really in terms of our infrastructure um, when you have Aging infrastructure, where students are having problems with um, roof leaking, um, mold in the uh, dormitory. Not all of these things are, are essentially uh, are caused by yeah. people. Again, because buildings are just old, mm-hmm. and you, you keep on repairing and maintaining them, it's subject to those kind of uh, uh, disruptions. So the fact that we were able to bring our housing to a level that is Adequate uh, and decent uh, uh, for our students because when they come here, uh, this is their home for the next four or five years. Uh, we want them to be comfortable. I mean, I'm not saying that we don't have, you know, issues here and there.
0: But every eye has that. So no that. one's perfect. Right. Yeah, I understand. What you're...
1: But the 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 very very um, uh, satisfying thing about housing on campus now is that that's I don't hear a whole lot of complaints from students anymore. Uh, and we will have, we have to continue to do that. Um,
0: so those are really major, major accomplishments that I think we should be very proud of. You know, last, uh, this year a lot of students had to live off campus due to lack of availability. Mm-hmm. Even though you're getting, you're retiring, I know you're about to go, go off to the, cell, uh, the sunset. Uh, do you have plans of, to address the student body for your successor uh, To take over in the fall for these, uh, you know, to make sure everybody has housing for undergrad. um, We have a board of trustees, as you well know, that
1: work with the chancellor to try to set a clear strategic direction for the university. Um, We have a master plan that is still in force, a 10-year master plan that says what the university should look like in terms of space and building and landscaping and all those good things for the next 10 years. Uh, My hope is that our new, uh, my successors will look at that plan and everyone, you know, would want to develop some sort of vision, but look at what we've put in place and for the next 10 years and determine what the next priorities are. Uh, As we are growing now, um, I mean, you can see that uh, we now have 40% of our students who live on campus mm-hmm. not because they want to, because there aren't affordable apartments around the university. You, know, you go downtown, you go to South Point, these are very expensive for our students. And so they, if we have adequate housing on campus, they would love to live on campus. Uh, and we also know uh, through research that students who live on campus tend to have a better connection Uh, to the university, and they tend to do very well. Um, And so it is my hope that the next administration will continue to make the expansion um, of our infrastructure, particularly student housing, part of their number one priority. Uh, And I'm sure the Board of Trustees will continue to emphasize that to uh, the new administration. Um, And again, our enrollment is also growing. Last year we grew by 5%, and uh, this year we're slated to do maybe even better. Yeah. So uh, our brand is very good. Students want to come here. They want to come here, but unfortunately we don't have, we're not in a place where we have acres and acres of, of, of uh, vacant lots where we can just build. And so we have to be creative, we have to be intentional, and, um, and we have to be focused, and we have to be able to step out uh, to uh, engage uh, what I what I what I would call uh, uh, creative means uh, to do the things that we wanted to do. Engage you know uh, uh, private partners to come over here and to assist us uh, to do the things that we needed to do, particularly with housing. Right. So while I'm not going to be addressing uh, the new uh, person, but because of the work that we've done in the master plan and the strategic plan, there is almost just some sort of a road map right there uh, that they can follow and of course want to put their own vision on the, on, on the map as well
0: absolutely right, right. um you in the statement you said quote we take with us a very found memory of, uh, of an institution that has riches uh, tradition tradition and legacy and will continue to make great strides and champion education for generations to come absolutely I what type you know. of legacy are you leaving here at
1: NCCU? Well, I think uh, from what we've we've discussed and from what I shared with you earlier, uh, part of my uh, uh, life's work is to be able to help students to transform their lives. When students come to us, to be able to graduate, go on and and go into a productive, you know, work and productive life. Uh, NCCU has a great history in that respect. You know, we have so many graduates who have come out here who have become just very notable citizens. We can, we can name so many of them. Uh, and it is my hope that um, that will continue. And that is the legacy that we leave here. That uh, this university is here. Whoever, uh, no matter who sits in that chair, will continue to foster that legacy of preparing students, of educating them, and making them become you know uh, a productive uh, uh, member of, of the citizen race so that's really what i was referring to there and i'm sure yeah. you know for 110 years we've done that and and that will continue yeah. uh, hopefully
0: uh, after my departure yeah uh, what type of vision what, what's your vision for ncc after you leave
1: that ncc will continue to thrive uh and all of the areas that we've mentioned yeah. will continue to bring in students who aspire to get, you know, a quality education. Not just an education, a quality education will continue to um, mold and shape, you know, uh, students to becoming again, uh, uh, having them to transform their lives and that of their families and the generations to come. Uh, That's my hope, And, uh, and I know that we've done that. We'll continue to do that. Okay. Mm
0: -hmm. Last question, what is your plan uh, for retirement? (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: a good question, that's a good question. Well, as you can imagine, you know, after 37 years of service, Mm -hmm. uh, there has not been a break Mm -hmm. uh, for me. Uh, It's been um, many, many years of of work. One, I want to just spend time with family, uh, do some travels, uh, and then pick up some hobbies, you know. Okay, uh, golfing, golfing, swimming, swimming, biking, biking. In fact, just got a new bike. You got it. I got. Okay. it. Okay, yes. we were talking about that I, earlier in the it, year. You I, got the bike. I, I got electric bike.
0: Now. Okay, good. And I'm gonna bring it to campus. Okay, day, so, okay. And I'm ride it around, you know. Maybe me, me, me so, you so, can have races with my school. You need, you need to do that. <laughs> yes. You know,
1: I I bought it. I bought it in in, in December, and uh, and uh, so there's so much to do. Um, Right, you know, my wife and I want to do some travel, uh, spend some time with the family. And then, of course, we'll determine what to do with, uh, if we get bored, there are so many things that you could do. Gotcha. But for now, uh, we're looking forward to um, just spending time together, spending time with the family, uh, and just doing things that we haven't been able to do in decades. Yeah. And we're going to miss you. Uh, uh, absolutely. Yeah. You have you have been just a wonderful, wonderful student, and you need to continue to do that. You
0: know,
1: doing everything that you can. You know, when you come to school, you gotta do more than just go into class. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, You gotta take advantage of every opportunity that's around you, both in the classroom and outside the classroom. You've been a very engaged student. I've seen you around the campus,
0: and I'm so proud of
1: that. You know, uh, yeah. You're going to really. and, and and you too. You
0: know. yeah, Mike. Okay, thank,
1: thank you, you. So can you. anything else that uh, you want to know?
0: No, that's okay. that's all. That's all the questions I have for you today. Well, you did know, a good job. I'm impressed. Thank you so much, yeah. Chancellor. I can lay for coming on What's Hot, as well as hot with We shall be back. You're listening to What's Hot on NCCU Audio Network.